All right, what's up, YouTube? Welcome back to another episode of Stalemates. We got Jake filling in this week. Tyler is a little bit under the weather. We got back from Detroit yesterday. It was a long drive. Uh, he had some other stuff going on, but he will be back next week. So for now, we have Jake rejoining the show. Um, we're going to talk about the 2022 NCAA Wrestling Championships. It was another successful week, weekend. We're going to talk about kind of more so the wrestling in this episode. So if you guys pay attention to the show and you know what we normally talk about we normally don't make prediction shows the last one did pretty well though so if you guys like this please let us know uh, we'll keep doing them um we're gonna stay afterwards and talk on the patreon about some of the behind the scenes stuff that went on this past week uh you know some of the people that we ran into some of the different stories and stuff so if you guys want more bonus content please subscribe to the patreon scroll down click the link subscribe to the patreon it's three dollars and 99 cents cheapest uh cheapest subscription in the game i don't even know if that's true anymore because there's a lot more patreons nowadays but i promise you it'd be one of the more valuable subscriptions that you guys have also please check out our sponsor we are presented by barbarian apparel they are the best in the business you guys see the hat um we they make all of our gear for stalemate street league which is coming back which will be on your patreon all of our merch uh you can check out this right here this is our merch store and uh, if you guys want to support the show, you can buy that uh, without Barbarian and without any sponsors that we have. We are not able to do the things that we can do without the Patreon. We wouldn't be able to do the things that we can do. So uh, we're on the Patreon credit card the whole freaking week. It was awesome. So without you guys, uh, that wouldn't be possible. So thank you so much for doing that. And thank you, Bar Bar and thank you Barbarian Apparel. Let's get into it. Roll the intro. All right, guys. Uh, yeah, it was a great week for wrestling in Detroit. I really like Detroit. It was uh, it was one of those cities that I felt like they were appreciative that we were there. Um, I know you watched at home. You usually hang out with the boys, right? Yep. Uh, last couple of years, just watched it with some friends and. You know, I'm I'm looking forward to going here in the next couple of years, though. You guys have like you really? You think so? Yeah, I think so. I think I'll go when it's in Kansas City, maybe Tulsa next year. I don't know yet. Tol I know I've been like a Tulsa hater. It will. I actually like the city of Tulsa, but the reason why I hate on it is because uh, I'm not really a Tulsa hater. I'm more so like Big 12s being there every year hater. Um, even though I got some information that I found out why they like it down there so I, i'm gonna kind of shut up and i'm gonna officially end the ban of of me not going to tulsa because anyways well maybe i'll talk about it on the patreon but anyways i think tulsa is gonna be sweet detroit was sweet it was surprisingly awesome i really liked all the restaurants that they had the bars were sweet the people were awesome there was ubers every two seconds uh that's that's uh none of this is wrestling related but i just thought that was sick so let's get into 125 pounds um you know nick Soriano over glory in the finals i thought it was an interesting match i felt like the officiating got a little like it kind of was one of those matches wh where yes it was a close match but it was kind of all coming down to like i mean did glory get a single offensive point in the finals he didn't right I don't believe so. No, it was just a. I think he had a couple stalling points and uh, you know an escape point or something like that or a penalty maybe. I think it was at the end. It was a caution one, right? He definitely had an escape yep. and then a stall, right? Yeah. So that's th so it was four so. to three or five three, I believe. Five three. Yep. Oh, with riding time. Yep. Yeah, that was kind of surprising me. I know I picked. Uh, I know I picked Vito pretty early on 
and I like pretty much all year. I'm a big Vito guy. I don't for no for no real reason why. I just kind of like him. Um, were you surprised kind of seeing that semifinal match between the two of them? Because like, Patrick Glory kind of dominated. Yeah, I, I was really surprised. I thought that you know obviously at EIWA's uh, Vito whooped up on him a little bit, and, and Glory did some really good things. He made some big adjustments, and I know he. He got a like a reversal to back or feet to back in, in the first period. I think that really opened it up, and he ended up beating him by like eight or nine points, something like that. So I I was surprised, but I probably shouldn't. Glory's a gamer, always has been. Yeah, I mean, I was I was pretty happy to see Nick Soriano win another one. I'm really gonna miss watching him. He's in he's in like a flow state zone right now. Did you see after he won his? It was either his semi or his quarter. I think it was after he beat. It was after his it was after his quarter because he he like wins and he reaches his hands out like this like he's god or something like that yeah. and then i guess he looked at courtney who was at the next match over and that's when he screamed he's like ah he was kind of looking at him and i don't know if there was some beef there from the arizona state you know the sun kiss days or whatever I over the Im- summer i would imagine there's something going on there suriano all years kind of been that way though yeah I, I haven't seen it before but he he looked zoned in all year and he obviously got it done i mean I, he he pretty much dominated his way through this bracket you know i know he had a couple close matches but that that finals match wasn't as close as the score to me at least i'll tell you another kid that surprised me and this could just be myself that i don't pay attention to a lot of the pac-12 wrestling but Brandon Kaler from Oregon State, I felt like was pretty crazy that he was an All-American. Yeah, he came into the season 22-7. and seven. Oregon State just had a phenomenal tournament. I don't really want to talk about it too much because, you know, we'll get, we'll get to 157. But but Oregon State, I mean, you got to hand it to them. They did a good job. Um, anybody anybody that you saw that's in this bracket that really impressed you that you maybe didn't predict? Uh, you know... I predicted Pat McKee all American, but for him to lose first round to Caleb Smith and then come all the way back for fifth, uh, it, with a win over Brandon Courtney and for that fifth place bout was was extremely impressive. I know he's kind of a backside guy, but uh, yeah, he looked awesome. You know, Barnett took a took an early loss to to Kaler and wrestled back to become an All American as well. So you know, both those guys really impressed me on on how they handled themselves on the backside. Oh, Diagostino. He's good. Yeah, he got fourth place. I was I was shocked to see him get fourth. But, you know, the Northwestern had an awesome tournament as well. So they 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 look great and Diagostino was a big, big reason for that. I'll say this though. The first thirty minutes of the tournament was pretty wild, especially at this weight, because you had Hildebrandt go down, you had Ayla go down, you had Schroeder go down, you had McKee go down. Um, wasn't there another Heinzelman loss? Heinzelman loss. I mean, that's five Big Ten guys right off the bat, which it's it's no secret that the Big Ten's the best. But when something like that happens, it's uh, something's something something's weird going on. And I felt like that was kind of the craziest moment of the tournament was that very first 30, 45 minutes of the tournament where it was like every single big, you know, Big Ten highly ranked guy was going down. And to me, I thought that was going to set the tone for the rest of the tournament. But I felt like as soon as you got to the quarters and semis, a lot of it kind of went to chalk a little bit. Yeah, it started out crazy, and then it, it cooled down as you move into like 33 and 41. But uh, yeah, 125 was a really good way to get started. Absolutely. All right, let's get into 133 here. Uh, RBY the winner. Not a huge surprise there. I think a lot of people picked um It's kind of surprised to see that the match, the finals match, kind of went similar to every other time that they've wrestled. It's pretty tight, and then 
RBY is just so good. He's good offensively, but he's even better, I feel like, defensively. And uh, I felt like that was kind of one of those matches that was pretty predictable how it went. Yeah, I think RBY has kind of just turned into that kind of wrestler. He just finds ways to win, whether it's a reattack or, you know, he's able to just blast through one takedown and then his head hands defense is so good that nobody can get to his legs. Yeah, I mean, but, you know, DeSanto gave him everything he wanted in the semis and that kind of led me to believe that he might be able to beat um, or that Fix might be able to beat RBY. So I was really impressed with RBY and how he just handled himself in the finals. I mean, Fix really never got to him and then he was able to counter a couple shots by fix and then he was also able to get a, a far ankle shot on him from an underhook it was it was impressive would you uh would you think of DeSanto's tournament I know you're a Hawkeye guy kind of right yeah yeah can we say um, that yeah you could say that uh <laughs> but no I, th I I thought he did exactly what I you know I thought he would do and I think everyone thought he was the third best guy I you know I thought he would maybe keep it maybe be able to pull one out against RBY but like I said RBY is just he's a gamer he gets it done uh, Mikhail McGee had a good tournament. Yep. Uh, who else had a good tournament at this weight? Uh, Chris Cannon had another good tournament. Uh, he got, I think he ended up getting seventh, but, uh, you know, Lucas Bird, Lucas, Lucas Bird, Bird actually balled out. He got yeah. beat first round, came back up fifth, just like Pat McKee. And I was saying this too, after he lost in that first round, I was like, man, that guy talked a lot of smoke in the big tens, uh, to go and lose in the first round and then looked in to see how he battled all the way back for fifth. And, you know, he's kind of one of those guys like Pat McKee who, you know, backside warrior. And I, I like Lucas Bird, too. I like the energy that it brings. I like when guys are, like, animated like that. I feel like wrestling could use more people like Bird. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, I don't think there's too many. Too many I, I, don't think, I think if you went back in a time machine and you told somebody RBY is going to get first, Fix is going to get second, the Sands is going to get third, I feel like we'd all kind of say, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I mean, it, it went kind of chalk somewhat. You know, I know. DeSanto was seated fifth, but everyone knew. All right, let's go on to 141. This, I mean, predicted Nick Lee to win, right? Yep. This is kind of when Penn State, well, RBY started it, then Penn, then Nick Lee rolls into it. But I don't think there's a single prediction show in the country, at least that I know of, that had Keyson Clark in the finals. And I'll say this, with his finals performance, yeah, he lost 10-3. to However... Okay, one, he didn't get majored, but two, if you're going to go out there and beat Nick Lee, the way that you're going to do it is exactly how he started off, right? Yeah, he went out hard. And Whistle start. Like blasted him and then went upper body with him, too. It, yep. was, it was awesome to watch. It was an exciting 30 seconds. Let me ask you this. Since you, if you guys don't know, Jake's a head, head coach at uh, one of the bigger high schools here in the state here at Southeast Polk. Is being able to, like, all right, when you when you see guys get tossed like that, the really good guys, you, it hardly ever works. You know, they might actually be able to get the throw off, but then when they hit the mat, they kind of know. Is that something you drill? How do you? How does that happen? Like, is that something that you just are so familiar with how your body is that you know, you know how to get out of that? But you never see, you hardly ever see really good guys get thrown to their back, and it actually works. Yeah, I think the best guys are kind of prepared for that when they start feeling themselves get out of position, so they're able to like you know, bounce off their hips or get find find their belly or find their knees really fast because, I mean, they understand that they're probably the better guy. Uh, the only way they're going to get beat is, is by getting thrown. So I think they're able to, like, adjust in the middle of the throw really well. I know I've seen a couple of our guys do it, and I think it's just kind of a feel thing. Um, 
sucks that Real Woods was kind of banged up or injured. Or I shouldn't say kind of. He was he was pretty banged up. Um, or not Real Woods. Sorry, Sebastian Rivera. Uh, Real Woods though, he had a good tournament. Uh, I feel like Cole Matthews making as far as he did probably surprises some people. I really like him, but I don't think anybody was going to pick him to make it all the way to the semis. I think that's fair to say. Yeah, him over uh, Seabass was extremely impressive too. I mean, he he didn't like catch him. You know, I know on the backside he he caught uh, Rio Woods in a throw and kind of hung on, but that that quarterfinal match against Rivera, he just uh, beat him. And shout out to Sebastian Rivera battling back all the way to get third. I mean, I don't know if you guys know this, but he had knee surgery in, uh, like a week before Big Tens, right? Yep. Medical forfeits down. Uh, I mean, what do we think about the medical forfeits now? You know what I mean? Jay Nyerman, he goes out there and and kind of gives it all that he can. He was in a lot of pain. And on one of his backside matches, the one uh, where he... Against Michich. Was it, yeah, it was Michich. I mean... I don't know if you could see it on camera or what Matt you were watching during that, but he was clearly in pain and he was on the side going like, no, no. Like he was doing, you know, he was, he was waving the white flag. He's clearly really hurt. Yes. I mean, to me, and I believe it's a torn ACL and, and that's kind of what, what you see there. I think it, it just got to a point where it just, it was just too much for him. And, you know, obviously that sucks for, for a guy in his fifth or sixth year and, you know, trying to become a five-time All-American, but. He's probably got better things ahead. Penn have an All-American at this weight. CJ Composo, he had a really good tournament. I believe he beat Meechitz on the backside. I think he might have pinned him or turned him in overtime, something like that. In the blood round, it was it was a pretty impressive win. Uh, Bergerland from Minnesota, he's kind of been good all year, I feel like. When he beat Meechitz in that duel early on, I feel like people didn't really count that as like a good loss for him. But looking back now, it's an All-American. Yeah, he's been awesome all year. He wrestles really hard. He's just like a typical Minnesota guy. He, Competes really hard and isn't afraid of anyone. I feel like Minnesota people are kind of underrated. They're kind of they're kind of like quietly good. I mean, they're good every year, but they're kind of like they don't really have a super vocal fan base that goes to bat for them. But the va- the fan base shows up to nationals every year. They're super uniform in the way that they sit. They take over the entire section. They got the chance. They they're on top of that. But they're, you don't see them in the Twitter streets and stuff like that battling like you'll see Penn State fans, you'll see Ohio State fans, you'll see Iowa fans. Minnesota, they just kind of put their head down and they just they figure out a way to win on the backside quite a bit. And then uh, obviously you got guys like Gable. But I was I was I was I was happy to see Berglund. You know Berglund, 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 Berglund make it all the way. I'll tell you this. We were walking home from NCAA's one of the nights, real late. We decided to stop and get pizza. I'm running down. I'm seeing uh, it was me and Tyler, and, and I'm, I'm see, saw somebody walk by with Penn State, and so I'm yelling, "We are!" And then I, you know, we keep walking. I see a what else? Did I see. I saw um, I saw somebody else, and I yelled their like slogan, and I see an Oklahoma guy, and I'm like, "Boomer!" And uh, he goes, he goes sooner he goes wait you're the stalemates guy right and i was like yeah man and then he was like he was like it's mc i'm gonna screw it up he goes it's, it's mcdougald i was this high school coach it was mcdougald because <laughs> i think on the show i was like mcdougald yeah it's mcdougald so mcdougald i'm sorry uh you're the, the guy who stopped me in the street i'm sorry mcdougald getting it right anyways uh but yeah fun wait I was, I was excited to see north carolina get one guy in the finals there i don't feel like anybody was going to predict that but and shout out to Nick for Nick Lee for doing. He's gonna be one of the all time grades. Yeah, he's dominant. What do you What do you think he's looking like in the senior circuit? This guy knows freestyle more than anybody I know. By the way. Well, he's had some big wins. I mean, he beat Yanni like a year ago. So I obviously the skill is there. Um, I think he a year or two in the freestyle circuit full time. I think he'll 
he's got the skills to do it, and he's got a good motor, and he's got really good attack, so he'll be just fine. All right, let's move on to 149. One of my favorite weight classes, just because the talent that's in there, the guys that are in there, this is definitely one of those weight classes where if you wrestled it 10 times, you're going to get 10 different results, except for Yanni winning. Yanni's probably going to win all 10 of those, I would say. Maybe puncher's chance for some of these crazy high-flying guys. that Yanni wins maybe nine out of the 10, but I'd still like my chance that Yanni win in 10 out of 10. Uh, so we're just going to kind of move on from how great Yanni is. We all know that three-time champion, have some nuts. How about that interview? You like that? Yeah, that was awesome. I, w- I was shocked when I heard it, but it made me laugh. It was it was awesome. Yeah, he looked, you know, right at Quinn Kessler, was like, have some nuts, walked off. The walk-off was <laughs> sick, by the way. Yes, it was. All right, so we'll start with the finals. We'll start with Yanni Diakmahalas and our boy Ridge Lovett. I was always kind of on the Ridge Lovett train, but not nearly as much as everybody else. I always knew he was good. I knew he was exciting. I knew he kind of was, you know, had a little character to him, which, like I said earlier in the show, is great for wrestling. Anytime anybody shows any sort of character like that. But the way that he wrestled this weekend was awesome to see, especially with how his Big Ten tournament ended with him getting, you know, thrown by Gomez, who had another phenomenal tournament. Those three guys, Indonian, Gomez, and Lovett, I'd, I would love to watch those. Dude. I would throw my boy Dagan in there as well. But I'd love to watch all four of those guys wrestle. Well, three of those four for sure. Uh, but well, I don't know. What would you make of that? What you make of that bottom side of that bracket? I think looking at it, you knew it had a chance to just blow up. Uh, especially with Gomez. You know, while he's had an awesome year, he, he also hadn't wrestled for a couple of years. So, you know, he hadn't been at the national tournament in a while. I'm glad he came back and got fourth. Uh, but yeah, Andonian is awesome. Uh, Josh Heil isn't was is obviously really good, but also you know not like at a super super high level. So so you knew that that weight was going to maybe blow up, especially on the bottom side. And with Milner, Andonian, Lovett, Gomez, Heil, uh, all those guys on the bottom side, it was it was awesome to watch, man. Andonian is maybe one of my favorite wrestlers to watch. By far. My, me too. I mean, he just, there's absolutely no, there's absolutely no caution with him. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, I, I've watched him a lot before. He actually used to wrestle Cade DeVos a little bit, and he had always just gone out trying to score a ton of points, putting himself in bad positions. I think this weekend he did a really good job of, like, mixing that and, you know, not being afraid to go upper body. Not being afraid to attack legs, but also being maybe a little more solid um, when the time came. So he he impressed me a ton. I mean, getting third, he beat Milner, I think, in the quarters or the Conti no, quarters. Conti quarter, not, well, he beat him in the Conti quarters, but he also beat him, I believe, on the, the front, front side. side. Too. Um, and then he had to beat Gomez, and then yeah, yeah, it was he was awesome. I feel like it's surprising to see Sasso get fifth, but again, like I said, if you wrestle this again, I could see him getting. Third or second? Yeah, Sasso. Sasso's problem, I think, is he just you know doesn't have tons and tons of ways to score. He's obviously really hard to score, and he can ride well, and he's good on bottom. So, you know, I wasn't like shocked, but I also didn't predict him to place that low. I was happy to see Milner All American. Anytime SoCon guys, you know, not that they're any, not that they're any less good as you know the big 10 or big 12 or anything like that but i feel like sometimes they maybe don't get the credit and especially with you know he was an all-american last year right mm-hmm. so last year you know being an all-american i feel like some of those guys that were from the socon or the pac-12 people were like well you know there's you know 
EIWA wasn't there. There were certain guys that sat out. Da, 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 da. So it's good to see, you know, confirmation that he really is that guy, by the way. Yeah, he was he's big, he's long, lanky, he's good in every position. He was he was impressive to watch. And I've um I've partied a little bit with the App State guys and they were telling me like he's he's pretty raw in his abilities. Doesn't doesn't know a ton of technique. He just kind of goes out there and figures out a winner's win, right? Figures yeah. a way to, to 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 win the matches. It was good to see Kyle uh Parco make it. Yep. Is it Kyle Parco? It's Parco. He was a Fresno State guy. Any of those guys too, it's like you look at those programs who cancel their program, just like, hey, look at this. You know, I like seeing that. Yeah, Arizona State had a really good tournament. All right, let's move on to 157. I really don't want to talk about this bracket too much because this was probably um this is probably the low point of my tournament was this. Day one was absolutely brutal. If you guys don't know him and I was state fan. Um, yeah, I mean it was it was pretty bad all the way through. Um I'll like to apologize to somebody. I, you know, David Carr loses, right, to Willits. And I got up. I'm like, I'm going to get out of there for a little bit. Need a little bit of breather. I go to the bathroom. I'm like, some guy's standing there. I'm like, are you in line? He's like, yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, are you in line? He's like, he's, he's like, yeah, I am. Oh, you're stalemates, right? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I kept walking. And then it was media. I was like, I shouldn't allow that to happen again. So I'm sorry if uh, I seem kind of like a dick there, but I promise you it's not. Not annoyed, just kind of uh, kind of bum how it went for Carr. I don't really want to say that something was wrong with Carr, but he did seem a little bit off. I don't believe he was injured because he was able to battle back. Um, him moves into Willits, first of all. I think Willits had a great game plan. I think that he did everything that he had to do to win. I will say this, though. It's super frustrating to see Carr chase him around the mat the entire time. Now, I'm not taking anything away from Willits, though, so don't get mad, because he got away at the end and Carr couldn't. Yeah, I mean, I think that Willits, like you said, had an awesome game plan, uh, and if the refs are going to let you you know, back up and, and kind of play the edge, you, you, sometimes you get to do that if you're you know, not as good as the other guy, which I think, I think at this case, you know, Carr is better than Willits, but Willits found a way to get it done. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was super frustrating to see as an Iowa State fan, but if it was the other way around, I'd be more than more than excited for how that played out. Um, but, you know, 57, it was good to see Deacon win it finally. I've never really had a problem with Deacon at all. I've always kind of cheered for him just because I felt like, you know, I felt like he was kind of just did everything the right way. Um, he's always been right there. Him losing to Jesse Delvecchio last year was like, he was like, you know, he's so close to, to making it and winning um quincy monday being in the finals was exciting i was kind of surprised to see uh you know luan make it that far honestly just because car was down right yeah i mean luan had a really good tournament he beat teamer i believe on the backside for fifth place so which that surprised me as well it shocked me to be honest um but you know this weight you know you get guys on the backside and and i think crazy things happen when you know third day of the tournament guys are tired you know i know both guys needed a win for their team too so that probably helped luan maybe a little bit more but yeah he had a really good tournament i, I mean, felt like we kind of saw that in the finals of the constellation bracket with car and rob was you know the first time they wrestled it was overtime match and then this one car just kind of ran away with it yeah i think david Carr was feeling maybe a little bit better or whatever at that time he, he looked much better so I mean, he 
true champions battle back for third, and I think that's what we saw with David Carr. Did you see Ed Scott get pinned? <laughs> yeah, by Peyton Rob. I mean, I I didn't see him get him get pinned, but he he did get pinned. Yeah. Uh, let's talk. I don't want to crap on the refs too much because I feel like they get a lot of flack in general, but. I think the, it was the right call in the finals match, you know, in that danger position, but it's brutal to see it go directly into a near fall like it did. And it's like a, what, six-point swing in a matter of seconds, really? Um, in a tied match, I believe, at that point. Yeah, and I felt like Monday was kind of right there, and it just kind of, you know, one little sequence can kind of screw you over. Do you like the danger rule? I, I don't like it at all. I, I understand why why we have it, but at that point, it's... You know, it's not like Deacon is holding Monday on his back. You know, I, I I agree with you. And I was on the I was on the way home. I was making you know calls of friends trying to make this road trip go by faster. And I kind of said that I hate this rule. I actually liked watching guys like Jesse Delgado. I liked watching guys like I didn't like Dean Howe, but I like watching that style of wrestling. I felt like it was kind of funky and it kind of kind of was exciting in a way. Uh, and my friend's kind of, you know, he's like, yeah, but you know, the point of a wrestling match is to pin somebody. So if you're purposely putting your back on the mat. You know, that's kind of the argument there, right? Yeah. No, I mean, I get why they made the rule, and I don't think it's the worst rule of all time. There's other things that we need to change before that, but I, I'm not a big fan of it. All right, let's move on to 165 here. Another one of those brackets that I feel like if we wrestled it over and over and over, we'd get different results. However, your boy picked Keegan O'Toole. Did you pick Keegan O'Toole? I can't remember. Who'd you I have? Th I think I picked Wick. Wick? Yeah. No, that didn't work out. Griffith uh, in the finals? Yeah, that was an awesome semifinal match. You know, Wick, Wick, I think was in control of the whole thing, and then he kind of just let clutched it, it slip through his fingers. Which you know, Shane Griffith, returning national champ. You know, he's he's gonna do things like that. Uh, Marinelli, your boy. Yeah, I was I was disappointed, but you know that's that's kind of been Marinelli's career is he just can't seem to find a win in the quarters. So. Let's see what happened on the backside here. Um, let's see. So Wick gets third. Hamidi, mm -hmm. I hope he's all right. Yeah, I didn't. I guess I didn't see anything, but I, apparently he's a little banged up. I, he's he's got a bright future though. He's exciting to watch. West Virginia with an All American uh, with Peyton Hall, Carson Karchla getting seventh there. Uh, he got a huge black guy. I'm not sure what match that happened in, but that thing was huge. I saw him in the hotel one day. Yeah, no, I, I yeah, I, I didn't see what happened, but I I was happy to see. You know, as an Iowa fan, happy to see Marinelli battle back. You know, last year I know he got hurt. So for him to finish, you know, in fifth place, probably not what he wanted, but solid finish. You think Keegan O'Toole is going to be the guy on the senior team one day? I don't see why not. Junior world champ. He's He knows the game. He's, you know, he didn't even look right this weekend, I don't think, or as good as he, he could be. So I, I feel I like he was kind of slow. Yeah, I, th I think we haven't seen the best Keegan O'Toole yet. All right, 174. We're moving right along, folks. Going to speed this show up a little bit. Uh, Carter Storacci wins. Kale immediately does this press conference, which goes, I don't know if you guys know this, which, of course, we didn't freaking know this. It's not like Kale's out there telling people these things. Right. Uh, he had a broken hand. He needed surgery. I didn't know that. Yeah, I had heard he... I had actually heard that. Really? A month ago. I what probably, the hell? I should have told you. What the hell? <laughs> uh, He's gone. But, uh, He's fired. <laughs> you know, that's, I, I know he missed some time earlier. I think maybe it ended January, early February, and I had heard something wrist, hand. Uh, but, yeah, he, he looked awesome. He's, he's a winner, too. He's one of those Penn State guys. They, they don't lose close matches. It's impressive. Lance Runyon and Anthony, Anthony Mantanona. 
You getting a little of this, a little bit of that, huh? What do you think? I mean, I, I uh, you're sorry to cut you off. I'm gonna let you finish your thing, but your boy's response in the interview that he did with the UFC. Did you get to see that yet? I haven't seen it. Dude, it was sick. You yeah. have to go back and watch it. I'll have to watch. But no, I mean, Lance, I know he beat him last year, has lost to him twice this year. So he he was happy to get that one back. And Losing? I, uh, yeah, and I think there was some something that happened at Big 12s too. I won't really get into it, but, uh, you know, that made that win a little bit extra exciting. And then, yeah, you know, he shoved him a little bit to get off. But uh, Mantanona, he, he lost his mind. Yeah, he did. But? No, you're not going to like it, but I do like, I, you know, I like the drama a little bit. I like the thing. Obviously, you know, there's a line. You don't want to cross these lines. Uh, but I was happy to see Lance win, uh, you know, especially the way that he did. And if, if you guys don't know, you got to go watch. Go to UFC Fight Pass's Twitter. Scroll down. Um, first of all, we're sitting next to, we're sitting with the UFC guys pretty much the whole first um, day and a half that we were there. Uh, shout out to Chase Super and, uh, and Walker from the UFC. Thanks for coming out. We appreciate it. All the um, all the support that wrestling can get from those bigger media entities. So, yeah, that was um, awesome to see. but they're sitting next to us. And I'm like, you know, are you guys getting any interviews? What's going on? You know, and they're like, yeah, but you know, we just don't really feel super comfortable going up to these athletes during competition. Which I I totally get that. I kind of hate that as well. I know when we you know we did the video with you guys, or we go out to like a Campbell, or we go to you know be around an army or anything like that. It's always kind of like, man, these guys are supposed to be focused or in the zone, especially the biggest tournament of the year for these guys, right? And uh, so we're sitting there and I'm like, you know, that whole thing happens. And I'm like, oh, I was like, you guys got to get this interview with, with Lance. He's like, yeah, but you know, I don't know. And I'm like, well, let me see if I can, let me see if I can reach out to him. Cause he won. Right. So if usually if these guys win, they're a little bit more susceptible to doing an interview. Right. And so, you know, he goes back there and they do the interview and I finally go back and watch it. And, and Lance is kind of like Chase Hooper, who's a UFC fighter, um, you know, was asking him questions and he's like, you know, what kind of happened there? And Chase, he is not that kind of guy to, to, he is not like the kind of guy that cares about drama. He's very like, he's, he's an athlete. So he's kind of just focused. I think he can care less about the stuff. He's also like a super positive person. Uh, so it's kind of funny to, to hear him ask, but Lance is kind of like, this is a super badass answer. I think, um, he's like, he's like, uh, nothing happened on my end. I don't know. You know, I'm like, that's, that's, that should be He's like, what he's like, was it close to getting, you know, altercation? He's like, not on my end. You know, I don't yeah. know. good answer. I liked how Lance just stood up and went over to shake his hand. But that's that's Lance for you. He comes from an awesome family. Yeah, absolutely. It's good to see. Um, Hayden Heidley. I was, I'm a big Hayden Heidley fan after this weekend. You got to be, right? Yeah. Did you listen to his interview? Uh, most of it before I just quote retweeted it. Yeah, it was impressive. I was. He's super well-spoken. So, And he's obviously really good at wrestling. So he'll, he'll make a really good coach somewhere. It was, uh, why I became a bigger fan of him afterwards is because he loses right he was obviously super down about it like he should be and then the next day he was out there smiling on the floor the whole time watching his brother and uh to me i love seeing when dudes are like that they can really pick themselves up i feel like that's a really good sign that he's got a really strong brain up here um that's pretty obvious but it was just good to see him you know kind of battle back and be happy i'm, I'm also a big makai lewis fan i like seeing him make the finals he's kind of had you know his freshman year, you know, took some losses. Kind of was the Cinderella story champion. I feel like uh, then he goes out and he he like broke his ribs. It was super painful to watch him wrestle at nationals. Uh, was that last year or the year before? No, yeah, it was two years he, ago, right? Because then he took a year off. Well, I think it was last year. I think because he he injury defaulted. Maybe it was two years ago. I think it was two years ago because yeah, he took that, that right. Olympic redshirt year. But 
I know last I know they were talking about it on the broadcast. I don't know if if you could hear it, but there was talks of him like wanting to quit wrestling this year. Insane. And then he was and he makes it to the finals. He's kind of got that Shane Griffith effect where it's kind of like, you know, they clutch it when it matters. Yep. And that's why I that's why I think I picked him. I can't remember. But I'm pretty sure I picked him. Yeah, I think you might have too. And I, I don't think it's a bad pick. After watching that match, probably could have went either way. You know, Makai was in on a shot early and just couldn't quite finish. He um, looks awesome. His hips are heavy. Yeah, he's he's tough to score. And I think there was a couple of match I can't remember what match it was, but someone took a pretty Pretty spaced out shot, and it was like, yeah, that, there's no way that's going to work on him. Uh, let's see. Cameron getting fourth is good for you, bud. Good for you. I think he walked away making everybody in that arena a fan. I, I don't see how you couldn't be a Michael Cameron fan. I mean, I think he holds himself really well, and, and he wrestles really hard, and it kind of sucks because you know that he had to hold himself back just with a, with a banged-up shoulder. But getting fourth is still a good tournament for him. Logan Massa gets fifth. Dustin Plot gets sixth. Kind of surprising there. I feel like Plot getting sixth a little surprising to me. Yeah, I know he was a sixth seed, but I don't think very many people had him, uh, you know, placing that high. I I maybe had him in that seventh eighth place match, but I I don't think so. I know he's a big time recruit coming in, but kind of Oklahoma State just kind of had that weird year this year. Clay Lout getting eighth. Labriola getting seventh. Labriola getting seventh kind of kind of is a little weird to me. I feel like he'd place a little higher. Yeah, uh, all American though. His so. seed obviously hurt him being like I think it was a nine seed. So you know you're dropping to a really good guy because I think he dropped to the loser of Hydley Kemmer, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so tough, tough draw for him. All right, let's move on to 184, and we're probably going to talk about this finals match more than we have. We're trying to get the whole recap from the whole weekend, but definitely want to talk about this finals match with Amin and Brooks stalling or not stalling. I was really frustrated watching this weekend, just the lack of stalling on top, you know. It, and it wasn't just Brooks or the Penn State guys. Like, I watched it in all different matches and all different weight classes, you know. Guys are just hanging on for, for a riding time point and not trying to turn, you know. And then if a guy stands up and you're in rear standing for five to seven, eight seconds, I don't know, in high school it gets called for stalling every – every time and in college they let them go for like 10 12 seconds if they just make a little attempt or you know they get them to the edge and push them out and just constantly doing that every 10 to 20 seconds is is kind of brutal to watch i feel like it gets called more in high school because there's not riding time right so there's a little bit more urgency for the for the ref to do something maybe yeah probably but i mean we're talking about division one wrestling here we should we should be trying to score more points and putting a better product out there. We're, I mean, we're on ESPN, so we, we need to pick it up. Bernie Truax over Kekeisen was surprising me only because I know how good Kekeisen is. I felt like he was going to – felt like he kind of worked the whole match, but that's a little bit of the – you know, what we talked about earlier with the gamesmanship a little bit, right? Yeah, Truax is a snake, man. He's he's hard to score on. He can score in a lot of different ways. And against a guy like Truax, you got to hit double legs. And, and Kekeisen was hitting single legs – you know, in that quarterfinal match, I know he ended up beating him for third, uh, blasted through him on a couple doubles. So it was awesome to watch Kek guys and come back. He wrestles so hard. Fun, I really, fun I, to watch. I want him to win at one time. Is he big for his weight? Do you know? Uh, I don't know. I, I could ask, but uh, I, I mean, he looks like he's fairly big. So, but uh, not like crazy big. Problem for him is you can have Aaron Brooks at his weight for like every year. You surprised that he beat Hadley? Uh, no, I. I probably would have picked Hydley, but I'm not surprised. 
Um, let's see. Romero gets six. Surprised by that? Kind of, yeah. He had a good tournament. Yeah, he did. They needed it too. Ohio State didn't have a great tournament. Let's talk about my boy Marcus Coleman. Let's yeah. freaking go. We got one on the board. I'll All tell right. you what. As as you know, a lot of people say we had a bad tournament, which I think to Iowa State, what they how, how they were how they were the whole year. I feel like you you know it's fair to say that it's fair to say that we we probably underperformed. But Marcus Coleman, I've said the whole year he's going to be all American. To see him freaking do it, and you know Marcus Coleman was one of those guys when he when the new staff took over with Dresser and say John and and Metcalf. He was kind of one of those guys that they were like, he's got a lot of potential. Like we could turn something into him. And he's had some like not great years. And he's got a lot of, you know, not great losses, a lot of low moments, but he's also has these crazy high moments. And what he did this year, what he tapped in this year was a super testament to the coaching staff and Marcus himself. And he was he was dominating, really. You know, I know he had that close match with the with uh, gear, but he was really never. It was only really one sequence that kind of made it close. But other than that, he was kind of scoring at will. I mean, he was taking gear down like it was a practice partner. Yeah, Marcus. Marcus was awesome to watch. I mean, I we're from the same high school, so I think when I was a junior, or senior, he was would have been like a seventh grader, maybe or sixth grader, and he would come into the room every once in a while, and we'd roll around because we were the same size, and you could just feel like he was he was gonna make some big jumps, and so I was. Really happy to watch him, you know, finally all American. All right, one ninety-seven. We have uh, Max Dean winning it over Jacob Warner, and I gotta hit this button real quick for you. This guy, this guy got roasted last week after our show because he picked Warner to win the whole thing. Now it was an incorrect prediction. We can admit that, yep. but. The fact that Warner made the finals, I th even though he's ranked, he's ranked, he's been ranked two or three all year. Yep. I still don't. I still think we are the only prediction show to even have him in the finals. And when I say we again, I mean you. But what did you see from Jacob Warner? Was it just the the draw that he had, or just been looking good lately? How did you how did you come to that in your mind that he was going to make the finals? At least? Well, you said you're going to win, but how did you say he's going to make the finals? You know, I just went through his draw. First uh, first glance, loved it. Uh, then I'm just going through and filling out my bracket. And every time I've, you know, Panola, I was like, oh, he'll beat him. He's beat him every time. Schultz should have beat him last time. Uh, maybe I wasn't as worried as, about Buchanan as I probably should have been, but I think for them wrestling the first time, I was like, oh, he'll, he'll find a way, you know. And, and I think in my head it was more so that I knew that Iowa would need somebody to step up this weekend. Uh, I knew how banged up they were, and, you know, Warner hasn't had, like, the best year of his career, but uh, I don't know. For whatever reason, I just was like, oh, he could beat this guy, he can beat that guy, he can beat this guy, and uh, I knew he, I knew Iowa would need him to step up, so I was I was really happy to see him in the finals. I know that. Well, that kept Iowa's streak alive and uh, made me look a little bit smarter than I, than I am. Rocky Elam had a good tournament. He got fourth. Uh, Stephen Buchanan getting third. We, I mean, I knew Stephen Buchanan was good. He was my pick to win the whole thing. Um, you know, it didn't shake out that way. I, I feel like it's possible. I think he's right there. I think he's one of the good guys in this in this weight class. I'm I'm a huge can't stress this enough. Huge younger Bastida fan. Yeah, I I loved watching him. You know, I had him in a bunch of pools as a ten seed. I, I thought he was going to make a little run, and you know. 
I thought he was going to make a run on the front side, and he decided he was going to make a run on the back side instead. So he looked awesome. How he's, about him deciding he's a pinner now? Yeah, I you know, I think he's just super dangerous, and then he's able to, like, inside trip guys at their back, and he can throw, and he can attack the body. Yeah, but so. he was cradling fools out here. Yeah, he's learning, he's learning folk style. I mean, I watched this guy the year before, not even, like, I mean, there was one of these matches, it went to overtime, and he's, like, thinking the match is over, and the corner's going, get to the center, get to the center. He's, like, looking, like, what's going on? Like, this guy didn't even know the rules, like, a year ago. Yeah, I would be nervous if I'm the rest of 197 field, because he's only getting better. I, I'll say this, though. So I go, you know, he gets, he gets fifth, right? Yep. And I go, and I look at the rankings, shout out the internet rankings, and I'm like, oh, he's going to be ranked like, he's got to be ranked number one. You know, it's it's 197, which is a big boy weight, grown man weight. So there's probably a ton of seniors in here. He's, I think he's, I think he's a sophomore. He's surely going to be like. I don't, he's probably ranked fifth, right? Or sixth? Yeah, they're all freaking sophomores and yeah. juniors. It's insane, except for like Schultz is a senior, I believe. There's yep. like two seniors, but they're all coming back. This weight's insane. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's going to be really good for the next couple of years, and then you throw Ferrari in there as well. That'll be interesting little dynamic there too. Gavin Hoffman, uh, he had a good tournament. Awesome tournament. I think 21 seed getting sixth place was impressive. Some people said it was an illegal headgear grab, but I didn't see it. Did you see it? Uh, I saw it on the broadcast, yeah. I was. You think it was illegal? Uh, I would probably call that illegal. I but, know. Uh, Allegedly, uh, yeah, I wasn't too mad when they didn't call it. I did was you, shocked they didn't. Did you see? Um, did you see Colin Moore and, and uh, Younger's little back and forth? I did. Who I, do you got in the match though? I don't know. I think. Uh, I don't know who I got. Younger. I mean, gun to my head, I'm probably picking Colin, but I, I don't know. I know he's beaten. Who else he beaten? I don't, he's beaten a bunch of guys in freestyle. I know that. Who, Colin Moore? No, Younger. Oh, Younger? Yeah, yeah. he's beating Kyvin. I mean, I went back and looked because Colin's response was, you got to earn the right to wrestle me, which is blasphemy because Colin's best accolade, at least on his Wikipedia page, or this is his Twitter bio, is he's a silver medalist at U23s. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, Younger's a bronze medalist, so it's not like it's that cool. crazy at U23s. Younger's also a junior world silver medalist, right? Yep. So, I mean... That's probably a toss-up. I, I don't know. I, I was actually just shocked that Younger came back with that response. A, okay, he, you know, let me Colin say this, didn't though. didn't really call him out. No, and I have nothing. Nothing. I, I, I've always liked Colin Moore. I've always liked Ohio State. Never had a single problem. I still, I still like, you know, come on the show sometime. Wrestle, wrestle, wrestle Younger on, on one of our promotions sometime. But I just thought the response was a little funny. But I think, you know... I get what he's saying. He's like, yeah, yeah, I don't really get called out. But, I mean, you also can't say that you only wrestle guys like... He's, I think what he meant was, like, you got to earn your place to wrestle me. Like, you got to meet me in a tournament. Like, you got to earn your right to, like, you got to keep winning in a tournament and eventually you can maybe wrestle me in the semis or something like that. But, Colin Moore, you're on, like, every single flow card. How many times are you going to wrestle Nate Jackson before you... You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't know. I just want to see it. And this is coming from a place as me as a fan. You know what I mean? Well, will Younger wrestle for... Team USA, or is he? He's an All-American now. Well, I know that, but is he going to do the Cuban thing, or is he going to do? USA? I don't know how that works. I don't either. So, but uh, let me. I think to my original point, what I was saying, you said that you were surprised by what Younger said. Younger's English isn't always the greatest. So there was when that whole Ferrari uh, ball grab thing happened. Mm-hmm. 
there was somebody who like was on Yonger's side and Yonger like DM'd him like, yo, dude, like kind of go off. And the dude's like, no, 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 I'm on your side. Like I, yes, maybe you know, he just doesn't understand. I think maybe he just didn't understand. And I don't even think it had anything to do with Yong. I mean, Yonger obviously was the one in the video, but it wasn't anything personal towards Yonger if it was somebody else, you know, and Colin Moore is just, I maybe, maybe Yonger doesn't understand that Colin Moore is a Ohio State Buckeye. And so he's kind of just backing right. Gavin Hoffman, who had a great tournament. Um, and it was a totally, you know, I'll say it was an illegal headgear grab, you know? I mean, it what probably do? doesn't make a difference in the match anyway. Yeah. So. He was on his back for about a minute and a half. So. Right. All right. We'll move on to the last way here before we wrap this puppy up. Gable Stevenson, probably going to be another Hodge winner. He should be, anyways. He'd have my vote. Uh, leaves his shoes on the mat. Does a backflip, does the whole thing, has a great weekend. Did get taken down by Davison from Northwestern. That was shocking. It was still, you know, it was a 10-5 match. It wasn't really that great. I did want Gable to wear the gold singlet, but he lost to um, Kassar in a gold singlet, right? I believe that sounds right. And so he's, like, never really, he's never, I don't think he's ever wrestled in the, in the finals again after that. He did at the he big, wore it at the the big, big tens, tens, but he right? probably knew he wasn't going to wrestle. Maybe, I don't know. I don't know. Wrestlers are superstitious. That's what I said, and then my Minnesota friends like, "Hey, you know, be, you know, he's like, oh, I don't like that, you know." But I was like, I think he, it probably is a superstitious thing. And the Minnesota guy was kind of, kind of like, you know, I wish he would have because you know when they have those pictures on the wall in Minnesota, mm-hmm. you know, he's not going to have the same thing. But it doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, he's still the guy can do whatever the hell he wants. Exactly. I'm not telling Gable Stevenson what to do, but it would have been. I just love that gold singlet. Yeah, I do too. I like when teams have like that classic singlet that they wear for special occasions like that. Um, Colton Schultz, one of the last remaining OG heavyweights, him and Jordan Wood both, I feel like just just not super undersized. You know what I'm saying? I feel like it's fair to say that, right? Correct. Um, six to two, didn't get majored. Yeah, that I thought it was weird. I think uh Gable kind of felt the hips in the second period early and then just kind of, you know, did what he had to do to win. I, I'm sure Schultz being a Greco guy kind of is like, ah, I'm not going to put myself in any bad spots. Uh, Mason Pierce gets fifth. Surprised by that? Yeah, you know, I, I, I thought he was going to beat Schultz and then beat uh, Jordan Wood or Cassiope in the, in the semis, but uh, he just kept shooting himself out of the match against Schultz and, you know, a small heavyweight shooting under a big guy. Not not good. Your boy Cassiope gets seventh. Yeah, obviously a disappointing tournament for him. I was – I probably shouldn't be surprised that he lost to Jordan Wood, but I've never been super impressed with Jordan Wood, so that kind of shocked me. But Jordan Wood is giant. I alluded to it in our prediction show that he was banged up. Sure, you guys saw the the knee sleeve. Yeah, yeah. So I'd heard the same thing, but I I was still I was still surprised he lost Jordan Wood. Yeah. All right, guys. Um, I think that's it. Good work. How'd you do in your pools? Uh, good. I I won a pool and placed top three and a couple others. So good weekend for me. The pool god. All right, guys. If you guys haven't subscribed yet, scroll down, click subscribe, drop a like, a comment. Straight League's coming back. Subscribe to the Patreon if you want to watch it. If you want bonus content, we're actually going to stick around and talk for another 20 minutes. We're going to talk about some of the people I ran into, some of the stories that happened. Uh, we're going to make it real brief, but it's going to be a good one. Um, also, shout out to Barbarian Apparel. Without them, we couldn't do the things that we do. So thank you so much for um, so- 
Thank you so much for supporting the show, and uh, we will see you guys next time.